happy to have uh, one of God's truly great men who's going to come and speak for us today. Uh, it's Dr. Felton. All right. And speak with us. Shall we all stand? He possibly might want to pray for us. And after which he's going to speak out of God's word. Chapter 15, verse 8. Let's serve as the foundation of our discussion. By this my Father is glorified that you bear underscore much fruit. Not some. Much. And so prove to be my disciples. So in the reading of that text. Will you say with me, at one, at one, with God's reality. Say it again, at one, at one, with God's reality. Out of the backdrop of the reality that man had fallen into disparage and had become an alien to the God who created him. And so he wanders in search for truth and understanding. But truth and understanding was not inherent in him because he had violated all ties to the truth. The word of God, both past, present, and future, is declared by God as the truth. And it doesn't matter whether we understand the word of God in the prehistoric sense of the word before all of known consciousness came or uh -huh. uh, the word of God in the first advent of Christ coming into this world and becoming flesh. He both speaks word and is word. And nothing he would speak would violate the essence of who he was because he was purely, absolutely, undefiled the word of God. All right. Jesus identifies himself to us in our gospel message today as our only source of power to achieve holiness of life. Without him, we're powerless to fulfill our human potential and destiny. For he declares, apart from me, you can do nothing. He asks us to believe in him. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. The actual transliteration of that would be learn from me as you learn me. And the only way you can learn from me and learn me, you got to be with me. And I have to be with you. And there can never be a departing of the two. For I am in you. 
as God is in me. So learn of me. And what is it that we're going to learn? Thou meek and low in heart. And he declares unto all of humankind that he is available to us. And we can access that availability regardless of whatever life brings us and whatever juncture in life we may experience. So he says, believe in me. He asks also that we would repent. And he asks us to make a life change. He asks us to make once and for all the decision to get right with the reality of God. He asked us to begin seeing ourselves in an entirely different and new and relevant light. He asked us to begin living our life in a whole new way and perspective. And walking in this world not aimlessly and shifting, but with resolve and purpose and specificity of destination because he is imminently with us and he lives in us. There's nothing more important than being right with God. In psychiatric language, a person who is disoriented from reality is a person in serious trouble. A person who tries to grow pineapples on the North Pole is doomed to failure because he or she is out of touch with reality. And asking us to make that once and for all decision, Jesus is trying to put us in touch with the reality of right relationship with God and with one another. The first thing that Christ wants us to do, the first thing that you and I must do to be right with this reality of God, is to live in faith. Live in faith. Now, faith is a very dynamic but most inexplained dynamic. The Bible does not give us an absolute definition of faith. It gives us a working knowledge of faith. It helps us to understand faith's dynamics and faith's possibilities and faith's absolute ability to acquire and make things happen on the account of the belief. And so even in the Hebrew writings, it says now active, here and now, faith is the substance but it is also the substance or the platform upon which we build all of our future aspirations. Faith is. Faith is active. Faith is here and now. Faith is unceasing. Faith is. But now understand what faith does. Faith speaks as faith believes. And once you believe and you speak, life formulates just simply by faith. And because you dare believe it, nothing shakes your belief. Nothing upsets your foundation upon which you stand because it's substantial, unmovable, always abounding. And nothing can move faith once rooted and grounded and built on its foundation. Nothing can stop your blessings. Nothing can stop your deliverance. Nothing can stop your healing. Nothing can stop your victory. Nothing, absolutely nothing inclusive of nobody. Nothing can stop God's favors upon your life. Now 
Now, when this building was being built, whenever it was built, it was in the mind of the architect or the dreamer or the visionary. And once they had dreamed it and believed it and conceived it and then actualized it by bringing all those persons who have the ability to make things happen, whatever concrete you needed and cinder blocks you needed, they had to be formulated. They were not blocks in its original state. Wood had to be brought and transported from somewhere. And some of it is from the north, the Pacific Northwest. But faith spoke to it. And what faith spoke to it, wherever it was, it formulated and spoke it into existence. No matter how far it is, it could be across the water. It doesn't matter. It could be into an unknown, uncomfortable world, but faith speaks to it. Because what you ultimately want is what you speak to. And faith speaks to the dynamics of the faith in God. And recognize that God is your source. And God being your source gives you resource. All God asks for you to do is have the faith act of bringing a mustard seed. He didn't tell us you had to have mustard seed faith. He only said as a grain of mustard seed. There are, speaking from a scientific view, they declare that uh, there are approximately 250 grains in a seed. The Bible records for us and Jesus spoke affirmatively that the seed of a mustard seed, that small seed is the smallest of all. But when it is planted, it has character, it has disposition, it has a relentlessness, it has tenacity, it has a resolve. If you plant it, just release it. Don't worry about how deep in the ground. It has a resolve. One of the things about a mustard seed itself is it refuses not to grow. One of the things that it has in its resolve is that it refuses to stop under obstacles and odds and discouragements and persuasions and detours. It will always grow once it's planted. Not that about the stick, stubble, and stone. Doesn't matter about what's in its head. It will grow. It'll dig deep. It'll go far. And ultimately it'll come up. Faith is like that. And God wants us to have that kind of spirit and character and resolve and disposition. Nothing is going to stop me from fulfilling what God has ordained in my life. Good as 
the next person. We can be right with God only by faith. For without it, it's impossible to please God. Oh, God, help me now. Genuine faith involves an all-out attitude of reliance on God's goodness. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. God is good all the time. God is good.
us. It is right for every member of our church to respect us. I've been pastor one local church 30 years. The third Sunday of August, this year 2000. And I started it in a tent revival. But ever since I've been an ordained elder, my mother or my father have never called me Felton. They always call me pastor, elder, doctor, rebel, and now bishop. And I honor their respect for me, but I respect them as my parents. But they live at 5603 by Julian Drive in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and in my daddy's house. The man that birthed me called me to be birthed in the world. His, his seed from his lawn is in me. And I, I, I demand that he call me the pastor in his house. But ain't no time I'm not pastor. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I'm the pastor. And when you wake me up at three in the morning, you don't want Felton. Right. You gotta talk right. 
struggling with the issues and the spillouts and negative fallouts. The bottom of our family line seemingly disintegrating, even with the greatest of teaching. The evil forces lurk in the dark to take advantage of our young folk. I pray, God, that you would give us patience and give us hope. And let us know that every prayer will be properly rewarded in due season. That if we would continue the path upon which we are, looking to Jesus, the author and finish of our faith, you will not fail us. You'll be there for us. And now the strength of God that surpasses understanding ever be our strength. We claim it as our very own through Christ our blessed Lord. Let us rise to the lofty heights that we may be beacon lights in the dark world. So, as savor for a spark world. In Jesus' name, we claim it. And everybody shouted, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord some praise.